Welcome to Employee to Lawyer, the employment law podcast presented by NELA Illinois, the podcast that discusses the policies, regulations, and laws that affect our workplaces, presented primarily from the perspective of employee or plaintiff side lawyers. We are your hosts, Amit Bindra and Max Barrett. We are members of the Board of Directors of NELA Illinois, the Illinois chapter of the National Employment Lawyers Association, a nonprofit collection of attorneys who empower workplace rights. Hi, everyone. This is episode one. I'm Amit Bindra. And I'm Max Barrick, and we're excited to be here and start this podcast. We wanted to start off by talking to you a little bit today about our goals and what we hope to accomplish and get to talk about, hopefully on an ongoing basis. This is going to be a shorter introductory episode. Our goal is to generally provide our listeners with a broad overview of employment law and to cover timely and relevant employment law topics. We're going to try to have different guests on every week to come on and discuss relevant topics. But we're also gonna, from time to time, do emergency episodes. If there is a cool new Supreme Court case or a law that gets passed, or just some big announcement that's interesting in the context of employment law, we're gonna try to come in and give that content to our listeners. The idea on those episodes will be to do it in a timely fashion, though, though as we are both litigators, that we, we we may be getting over our skis so far, but that's what we're planning on anyway. And not just litigators, Max has a little one at home too. So, oh, you know, thank you. life comes in the way. <laughs> That's what I'm learning. So yeah, our goal is to appeal to both lawyers and non-lawyers with this podcast. So while we are both lawyers and we're probably both guilty sometimes of using way too many $10 words, we're going to try to make this accessible to a wide range of people because we want to teach people with all of this. So at first, what we're going to try to do is drop episodes uh, weekly, at least as we start out. But I think long term, what we're probably going to end up doing is they'll be coming out every other week or so, so maybe twice a month. But we'll try to have as many saved up for you guys as possible up front so that you can get into a rhythm here. Uh, and one thing I want to jump in and say is, you know, be kind to us. It's the first time we've been podcast hosts, so it, it's going to be a learning experience, but we're really going to try hard to do our best to provide high quality content and to get some really cool guests as well. Yeah, we're very blessed to have some very good lawyers in our bar who are eager to tell their stories, tell, share their knowledge with us. But, but like I said, our fearless producer, Steve, has warned us that the first few times you do this, you're going to be terrible. So our hope is that the quality will improve over time. But if it doesn't, just be nice to us and pretend that we're doing a really good job. So when we say employment law, what do we mean by that? Well, what we're talking about is laws that apply and govern the workplace on a day-to-day -day basis. Really anything that happens at work, although for a lot of people right now that might be remotely or zooming into work, but these are the laws that control how you get hired, uh, if you unfortunately get fired, what rights you have in that case, how you get paid, how your private information is obtained and protected, and just generally how you get treated. This also just means discrimination, which can be based on your race, your age, your skin color, sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, disability. It can be being a whistleblower, so reporting or objecting to something you think is illegal. It can also cover severance agreements, employment contracts, your biometric information, how you're paid, and a whole lot more. I mean, really, it, it, it's quite a bit. There is a lot here. So, and I think that's one of the cool things about what we do. I like to think about being an employment lawyer, like being kind of a Swiss army knife. And depending on the situation that comes out, you have a wide range of tools. Some of them are sharper than others. So sometimes you, you're stuck using the nail file and you don't have great options, but a lot of the time you've got the better options there. A hundred percent. And you know, one interesting thing you're noticed through this podcast is the term employment law is an umbrella category that covers so much stuff. There is going to be guests on who do stuff that I don't personally understand. And that's why they're going to be on and vice versa. And even Max and I, we both are employment law attorneys, but we do some different things within that umbrella category. Absolutely. One thing I'm thinking off the top of my head that I don't think either of us does is ERISA, you know, employee benefits work. I mean, 
the statue. That's a ten dollar award. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, it that statute is like there are attorneys, and I'm I'm hoping we'll be able to get some people on to talk about it that like devote their entire careers to just nuances of how employee, not even the whole statute, just parts of how employee benefits are administered. So yeah, that's just one good example. So like I said earlier, our, our, our goal is to approach these topics in a way that's both interesting and accessible to regular folks, but that lawyers will also get some value out of this and hopefully some entertainment to listening to it. We're going to cover topics at a broad surface level. Sometimes we'll be able to get into the weeds and the details, but you know we're going to try to do it at a level that is at least understandable for the average person and is not so in the weeds that you really have to do this stuff to to get anything out of our conversations. We're going to set up an email address for the podcast, which we'll be sharing. So you can we can take questions. Amit's had this dream of mailbag episodes down the road. So hopefully we'll have enough people listening to make that happen. Please um, let that happen. It would be amazing. <laughs> Yeah, so we'll we'll be sharing that information. So if you have questions based on a given episode, or there's a topic you want to hear, or you want some clarity on something that we talked about, please do feel free to reach out. Just as the disclaimer at the very beginning, you heard said we are we're not your lawyer. So if you have specific legal questions about your situation, we we really can't answer those for you. But we'll direct you to the our wonderful colleagues at Neela Illinois. The website will be linked to every episode. Who are great attorneys and will be accessible to answer those sorts of questions for you. Yep. And we already have some upcoming topics lined up. So we're going to have folks come on to talk about disability issues, especially in the context of COVID-19, changes to Illinois and federal law. One cool thing is our bar has been doing a lot in the context of changing and passing legislation. So we'll have some of the key folks coming in to talk about that. Summaries of key court decisions. Again, we don't want to be too in the weeds, but some of them are kind of interesting and cool. A recent trial and jury verdicts and biometric privacy lawsuits and a whole a whole lot more too. So on that on that one Ahmed, on summaries of key court decisions, one example of an emergency episode on a key court decision would be that it, last summer if Ahmed and I had been doing this when the Supreme Court ruled that sexual orientation and gender identity were covered by Title VII of the Civil Rights Act, that would have been exactly an example of something we would have gotten together to talk about what that means, what the impacts were, who that helps, and all that good stuff. So that's the kind of thing we'll be trying to get together to do. And that's the perfect type of decision, too, where you read it and it's very in the weeds and technical about like grammar and different types of things about how to interpret a statute. But the facts of the cases actually are kind of cool, too, which sometimes gets lost in a lot of these situations. Exactly. So we're, we're hoping to be able to help people parse through that and get an understanding at surface level what that stuff means, but also get some understanding of why it is so complicated at the same time. So. It was nice I'm there to cover our topics. So in terms of the guests who are going to help us cover those topics, we're going to have one of our colleagues on Neela Illinois' board, Karen Duran, who's an incredible and accomplished trial lawyer, talk to us about the unemployment insurance benefit system in Illinois, because unfortunately, the economy is really bad right now. People are losing work. There are a lot, a lot of people on that system. And unfortunately, a lot of the folks in our bar have been getting some really desperate calls, and we don't always have great answers for them. So Karen, who does a lot of that sort of work, is going to come on, talk about how to navigate that system, how it's different during the pandemic and why it is so much more complicated right now and harder and some tips on how to navigate it. And hopefully we'll all have some cool war stories to share on a lot of these discussions. I have a feeling Karen's got some good ones. We're also going to have another one of our board members, Rachel Weisberg, who's a brilliant disability rights attorney at Equip for Equality, which is a nonprofit disability rights advocacy group. Rachel 
teaches a lot of students, mentors a lot of attorneys, and does really great work on behalf of folks with disabilities. So she's going to come on and talk about disability rights, how the law that she primarily uses, the Americans with Disabilities Act, how that law is relevant during the pandemic, and just generally to your day-to-day workplace, how you get disability accommodations if you need some help from your employer to do your job, what that looks like, and some other interesting topics that she'll cover. We're also going to have Chiquita Hall-Jackson, who's one of the co-chairs of the Legislative Committee that Amit and I both serve on, is also a really brilliant and accomplished and hardworking lawyer to come on to talk about the work the Legislative Committee does and how she recently testified to the Illinois Department of Labor on a proposed rule change to the Illinois minimum wage law, how she started her own firm from the ground up, and some other cool topics and stories that Chiquita's got from her career. She's got an amazingly interesting story. So that one I'm really looking forward to, just not even about her testimony, but just about her as a person. Yeah, I'm I'm lucky enough to call Chiquita. I, I hopefully she'll agree. I'm lucky enough to call Chiquita a good friend, and I always find myself very impressed by her, the work she does. And I think that testimony was not the first time she's gone to lobby. I think she, I I seem to remember her once telling me that she went down to Congress actually to lobby for an organization as well. So I I didn't know that. This is what I mean. There's so much to unpeel and unpack with her that. That one is going to be, I think, even though she's a lot of great law stories to talk about, her as a person, there's just so much there. It's going to be a fun conversation. I, I think so. I hope what I just said is true also so that I haven't overpromised, but my memory is pretty good. I think I'm, I think I'm not off base there. And lastly, the other guest that we'll tease is our current NELA Illinois president, Catherine Simmons-Gill, who's another really accomplished, brilliant attorney. So she'll come on to talk about just NELA Illinois as an organization, what our mission is, what we do, what our goals are, as well as some unique aspects of her own practice, because Catherine does intellectual property law as well, which is not something that a lot of employment lawyers, at least any that I know, do. So she'll be able to tell us about what what that means, basically, and what the intersection of employment law and uh, intellectual property are. So those are just a few of our upcoming guests, but we've got quite a few good ones lined up. And Catherine, I think, practiced in New York for a while. She may still she may still be licensed out there. So show us some interesting stories related to that. And one thing we just want to highlight, too, is a lot of this podcast is going to show there's just a lot more underneath the curtain. You know, one example of this is we've all heard about the McDonald's case and how there was a huge jury verdict. But I think a lot of people don't realize is I think the person who got burn basic literally had to go to the hospital and that McDonald's had been dinged repeatedly for having coffee that was too hot and there might have been issues with the lid. So one cool thing we really want to show with this podcast is there is a lot of gray area. It's not always just going to be black and white in the context of employment law and what we're talking about. I mean, I think it's funny because when I was in law school, there's a judge who I know who steered me away from family law and criminal law. Not that there's anything wrong with practicing those areas. We need good, I, I have done criminal law and we we do need good people to help on that. Cause he said, you know, that's people at their quite often their lowest moment in life. So it's just very emotional. It's hard. It's painful for everybody involved, including the lawyers. <laughs> what I found is employment law can also be very painful and emotional and it can uh, more than one thing about a case can be true at one time. Right. So there's, and I, I suspect anybody listening will find, I, I mix a lot of metaphors and malapropisms. So, you know, whatever the, I actually edit, do that on purpose sometimes. <laughs> I've noticed that if you make up a, like a lot of times as litigators, we get yelled at and have to do some yelling. And so I noticed early in my career, if I make up a phrase, like we'll burn that bridge when we get there, it just confuses the other side. And so then you can get your two cents in, but sorry, I, you know, no, that's okay. I had, a, I, see, I used squeeze blood out of a rock in front of a federal judge. And she corrected me and said, counsel, I think it's juice out of a turnip, but your, your version may be more colorful. I love that. <laughs> 
but but the point being that the these these cases are very emotional too and it can all at once be true where your client who's the victim of discrimination or has been fired or something horrible has happened to him can be very sincere and have something really bad have happened to them and it can also be true that the employer has some valid explanations for what happened and may not be totally culpable all of that time in a legal sense. So, you know, the, these cases are never one-sided. We're really going to hope, well, we are plaintiffs lawyers primarily and do represent workers for the most part. We do want to talk about the other side as well, because it's important to understand why these things turn out a certain way, why cases work out as they do. I think these things are really a lot of times, especially the harder cases, more of a divorce than anything else. And I think from an attorney standpoint, a lot of times I feel like I'm a therapist. I'm listening and counseling my client on really tough situations. I mean, it's just part of the gig. And I think recognizing it from that standpoint, from both sides, I think is definitely helpful. I think it's important. I think that's exactly why it's important to see the other side's position because often when you're talking to your client and they're very emotional, again, because this is their livelihood, whether they're on the employer or employee side, you need to remind them what the other side is feeling or thinking, not because you want them to feel badly for them, but it helps them understand why the process is is moving as it is, why it's proceeding as it is, why it's taking so long, why the other side is digging in so hard. It's like, well, you know, they feel just as strongly as you do. So we need to we need to keep that in mind as we behave and as we move forward. And I've noticed too with smaller companies, you know, you're dealing with a company, but you're also dealing with people. And so it does get emotional on both sides and both sides are upset about what's going on. Sometimes a passage of time can help with that. And sometimes it just makes the wounds worse. Yeah. I think that's why sometimes cases can settle because you go through this for long enough and people start to forget why they fought in the first place. And they start to, you know, the fight itself becomes the issue. And at a certain point you get tired or it gets expensive and you say, all right, enough. Yeah. Or you're just, mentally, emotionally, and maybe from a work standpoint, able to move on finally. Exactly. Sometimes uh, your client getting another job tends to soften their their position on it and, and what have you. So anyway, we hope you enjoyed that back and forth. That'll be a, a sample of how we talk about some of our cases and, and sort of my back and forth. To be, to be fair to all you, Amit and I talk at least probably once a week about cases generally and just end up kind of going back and forth just talking shop. So we figured we might as well record it and be a value to people with it. So yeah, we're definitely legal nerds. And you know, we both enjoy talking strategy and talking through different issues. And it's just helpful to have someone you can talk through stuff with. And to go back to something earlier, a lot of the times you're not seeing the same thing twice. It's not always going to be apples to oranges. You're going to have different situations all the time. And so, you know, we thought we'd record it. Yeah. I mean, it's funny because we, when we're lawyers and you, you're a young lawyer in particular, and you go to your boss, your partner for advice on something, sometimes they'll tell you like, look, I haven't seen this before either. So it's, you know, we, we as attorneys are, are driven and bound by precedent by what has happened before and how judges have previously interpreted laws, other decisions, other issues. But sometimes it's what, what they would call at the Supreme Court or otherwise an issue of first impression, right? Like sometimes it's not something that there's a body of law or there's, there's precedent for. And so you're, you're kind of, you're in uncharted territory. Yeah, we a lot of times we're just being creative and thoughtful. And a, a lot of what I do is non-compete work. And that isn't a straightforward test. There is like factors you can look at and different things that matter, but there really isn't necessarily a right and wrong answer. And so that can kind of sometimes make those issues and those cases difficult. That's a good segue for us to close with talking about who we are and what we do. So you all understand there's a reason why we actually should have the credibility for you to listen to us. Why don't you go first, Amit? 
Well, I'm a partner at the Prince Law Firm. I also teach an appellate legal writing class as an adjunct at Loyola Law School. I do all types of employment law, but as you're going to discover, it's a very broad umbrella. A lot of what I do is non-compete work, employment discrimination, wage and hour work, and employment and separation negotiations. And I am Max Barrick. I am one of the two partners at the Garfinkel Group. I, like Ahmet, do cover a wide range of employment law with what I do. My bread and butter and what I was trained in doing was employment discrimination, harassment, and retaliation coming out of that. But we also do a fair amount of wage and hour litigation, biometric privacy litigation. We also do severance negotiations. We've for one reason or another, find ourselves doing a fair amount of whistleblower litigation work these days, you know, and, and, and the other, you know, odds and ends that come in in employment law. And so one thing we are hoping to, to demonstrate, I think that's a, one more good segue is just to how broad this is, how much of the law in the workplace, how much there is in terms of employment law, how many different topics that encompasses. We're going to try to keep it interesting. I think the good news is there's a lot for us to work with. And I think what's cool about it is when you come out of law school, and Ahmed will probably corroborate this, you know, lawyers often complain, I think fairly, that, you know, recent graduates don't really know how to practice law, like they know how to write, they know how to understand laws themselves. But there's a difference between that and actually being a lawyer. But there is one skill that you learn in law school that I do think is directly applicable to employment law. And that's something called issue spotting. Basically, like you're presented with a problem, usually in your torts class or criminal law, and they basically say, okay, here's what happened. Here's all the facts. Find everything that's wrong in the situation. Diagnose the problem. Find all the different laws, lawsuits, causes of action that you can in this situation. So, you know, often somebody comes to us with one problem and we end up diagnosing something entirely different. That's 100% true. You mentioned you've been doing a lot of whistleblower work. There's in Illinois, and it's different in each state multiple different whistleblower type laws and statutes that exist. And it depends on the activity, what industry you're in, et cetera, what you did. And so right there, that can be several, that one issue could maybe be three issues, five issues. So that's a lot of what we do. The only part I would quibble with you is, is and I'll admit even myself, because I've looked over my old stuff. I'm not sure I could really write that well coming out of law school. And I do think, <laughs> I think generally I have a low opinion of law school personally. When I was in law school was the last time the economy was on fire. And I remember as in student government, we were sitting in some meetings actually with administrators who were like openly talking about, do we need three years of this? Would we be better served if it was two years of academia and one year of like almost like a medical residency where we find you and place you in the legal community somewhere, I'm assuming without pay, so that you can get some hands-on experience? I have to tell you, like, I actually do think that would be a good change to the system. I agree. Actually, one of my favorite, the, the, the most I learned in law school was either from classes where you actually did something, like you actually wrote a paper, or I took a negotiations class and we'd actually negotiate, or it was from the actual work I was doing. So I would, I worked for a judge one summer, I worked for the attorney general's office. Those were invaluable experiences. Actually, the way I found my current firm was through some of those experiences and learning how to network and just learning how to meet people. But that stuff was great. I'm not sure I learned too much from my like, tax class, for example, still have to use TurboTax. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed election law. Unfortunately, I'm not Mark Elias yet, and I don't get to litigate election law issues for a living. So as interesting as it was, it, it didn't help. Although I will say I'm partial to my law school, Chicago Kent, because it does have a hands-on for-profit clinic. It does. It's a great clinic. It, Kent it does really a great job with their incubator program. I'm proud of my law school for that because it, it does offer a lot of practical skills. And I, quite frankly, it's why I do what I do because Richard Gonzalez, who runs the clinic now there, has been such a wonderful and successful employment litigator for so many years and is such a good teacher, has 
there are so many members of our bar who are his acolytes or his old students who he trained. So I owe a lot, a lot of us owe a lot to, to the likes of him in Chicago, Kent. Normally, when we conclude, we will be reading any announcements of any upcoming events that Neela Illinois has, like our Seventh Circuit Conference that'll be coming up in March, depending on when this episode drops. It may or may not have happened already. So if it drops before, please sign up. It's a wonderful event. Under normal circumstances, it would be in person. Lunch would be provided. It would be all day and we'd get to mingle for drinks after. Sadly, the pandemic has robbed us of that. So it will be on Zoom and it will be shorter this year. But being on the board, we've gotten a chance to see the topics and some of our speakers, and it's going to be a good event you should attend. And I think we're going to do or try to do like a virtual networking happy hour type thing, too. So I think we're all zoomed out a little bit, but at the same time, it'll be an awesome event to meet some of the attorneys who do this type of work. Yeah. And, and it'll be good. And then we're going to do some more uh, educational events. We're hoping in the fall, it'll be safe enough. Enough of us will be vaccinated and the public health guidelines will be looser. We're f- not in a reckless way, obviously, but that it's actually legitimately safe. And we'll all be able to get together again and see each other in person for the first time in, I don't know, 18 months. Yeah, I was just thinking actually a year ago, right now, I was in Atlanta, the last trip I did. Oh, man. Yes. Yeah. It's a little sad and scary to think about that. The last, the last in-person speaking event we did together at the Seventh Circuit yeah, Conference around a year, this time. a little bit over a year ago now. Yeah, yeah, you're in a few weeks. We're we're recording this at the end of February 2021 for for everybody. So, in any event, thank you all for listening to us ramble and suffer through our first attempt at this. This has been what is our title on it? Employee to lawyer. Employee to lawyer. The Employment Law Podcast. My goodness, I will get the podcast title down for the next time, guys. I promise. This has been presented by and on behalf of Neela Illinois, the Illinois chapter of the National Employment Lawyers Association, a nonprofit collection of attorneys who empower workplace rights. If you want more information about Neela Illinois, please visit our website www.neela-illinois.org. Again, www.neela-illinois.org. If you need an attorney, please use our find a lawyer function to find one of our outstanding attorneys. There's probably fewer than 200 of us, but we're a strong bunch of good litigators. We work hard for, for workers and we'll take good care of you as a group. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and share. Please subscribe and share. Thank you for listening. Our podcast is intended to provide general overviews of employment laws. The statements and opinions provided in this podcast are just that, the host's opinion. We are not your attorney. This podcast does not create an attorney-client relationship, and it's not intended to provide specific legal advice. For legal questions, please consult with an attorney.